welcome to Here to Thrive. I'm your host, Kate Snowwise. This is a podcast for people who are ready to step up and live a happier life. It's for those of us who are dedicated to understanding ourselves and getting the best that we can out of this thing called life. It's a mix of psychology and modern spiritual thought, always with a focus on practical advice so that you can take it back and apply it to your own life. I don't believe we're here to merely survive. I truly believe we're here to thrive. So let's get going. I'm honored to have a special guest with us today, Emma Milden. Emma is the best-selling author of the book, The Soul Searches Handbook, and it is a must read. If you haven't got a copy already, go and get one. She also writes regularly for Mind Body Green, Huffington Post, Wanderlust, and Yoga Anonymous. She's a soul searcher and a spiritualist who is perhaps best described as a spiritual personal assistant. She brings us soul searchers all the information we need and makes it easy and accessible so that modern girls can find their way in the world of spirituality. She also has three courses on Mind Body Green, one about crystals, one about dreams, and one coming up, which she talks about in this podcast. You can find her website at www.emmamilden.com, and that is Emma, M-I-L-D-O-N.com. I so enjoyed this conversation with Emma, and I'm sure you will too. If you can just start with telling me a bit about your journey, Emma, Mm -hmm. and what was the path you walked before you stepped into your calling as a spiritual PA and soul writer and mentor? Like, how did you get to where you are today? Okay, so I guess I've got a rep as being the spiritual PA and um, sort of like a spiritual writer on all things chakras, crystals, woo-woo, sandals and candles. Um, but I'm very much a normal girl. I'm just like you and probably anyone else listening to this. So I um, have an eight to five job. I've traveled. I've had boyfriends. I've had breakups. I drink wine. I eat chocolate. Um, so before all of this, I was just slogging away at a desk trying to hack the system um, and just had an idea. I had a calling, had um, that creative itch that just never went away. Um, and I tried to mask it by traveling. So I went through a breakup and I brought a one-way ticket to the other side of the world. Um, and I started working on super yachts and super yachts was, um, a really fun way to expand myself because I saw what I did and didn't want to turn into. Right. Right. Uh, <laughs> there are some dicks out there. And, oh my gosh. Uh, <laughs> um, but they were all incredibly passionate about what they did. They were successful. They were driven. And I think surrounding myself with people like that made me realize, you know what? If that person um, with the muddy soul and the blinded third eye chakra can go and create some amazing stuff in their life, then bloody hell, I can too. And um, yeah, and I did. And I think because I was based in America for a lot of the time, um, I really started to observe how it was done and how to do it. And it's really not rocket science. It's just a recipe and it's, um, yeah, hard work. And I think that's really where I started was, um, trying rejection, hard work, 
trying rejection, hard work. And so um, once I decided that I was going to write a book and put my name out there and, and do it, um, it was like a dusting off period where you have a lot of grazed knees, your ego gets bruised and busted, and um, you're almost tested to see how much you want it. Um, and I think that's that's where it, where it all started. That's amazing. So you yeah. spent, I know you spent quite some time overseas and, and you mention it in your book, which I absolutely love your book, The Soul Searches yeah. uh, Handbook. Thank you. You talk about how you were discovering your spirituality through all that period as well, right? And you were trying yeah. on different things and you can now look back and recognize that was all of the stuff you needed to write your book. Do you want to just yeah. talk to me a little bit about, were you born just knowing you were a spiritual kind of person or that kind of process? Yeah. So it's so funny at the time when I was traveling around um, and trying to lick my, my broken heart wounds, I didn't realize that I was actually researching a book. I essentially was doing the eat, pray, love version of soul Such as handbook, but with chakras and crystals and Reiki. <laughs> um, so brilliant. Um, but yeah, I've always been spiritually curious. Um, and I've always been a bit of a black sheep like that. So I remember, um, so I'm adopted and I was adopted into the most amazing family. And I remember my mum letting my sister and I pick, um, like a magazine subscription. And they're the sort of things that you can collect. Like you get a dinosaur piece every day and you build, or every week and you build the dinosaur. My sister picked the horses one and I picked tarot. Oh and my I was, gosh, how old yeah, were you? I think I was like five, five or six. And my mum was concerned. My mum was like, do you know, do you know what that is? Are you sure? And I was like, yep, I want this one. And, you know, I always grew up with a room full of cupids and fairies and orca whales and dream catchers and candles. And yeah, I remember once, and I was always creative. And I remember once overhearing my mum say to my auntie, if she was any more creative, she'd be weird. <laughs> And that's, you know, so yeah, I've definitely always been spiritually curious. And I think um, being seen as someone that was quite um, woo-woo, even from a main, very mainstream, run-of-the-mill family, um, I think I really wanted, if anything, people that have spiritual curiosity to feel okay about exploring that. Um, and so that's essentially why I've tried to make it so diluted and mellowed down and um sort of detract any of the the smoke and mirrors around life being spiritual yeah I definitely <laughs> think your book is um it's very approachable like you don't make you mentioned the woo-woo but you don't make it scary you make it very approachable and understandable and you take the core parts I just I love it I love how practical it is and also how it covers so many different things oh, thanks babe in terms of in terms of the soul searches handbook just so people have a bit of an idea like this book is really how would you describe it in your own words I won't even describe it for you Emma. yeah oh, I love it um soul searches handbook is kind of like a taste test of spirituality um so it's the book that you probably have tried to google in terms of what do I use this for? What does this mean? I have um, absolutely <laughs> used the Google Oracle for so many things that are actually in here, which is just yeah. amazing that I now have one book that I can go to. Exactly. So it's just like a go-to book. And I think what I wanted to make different about it, so obviously it's got everything from Crystal Index, Dream Dictionary, 
every type of yoga and what to expect, every type of meditation and what to expect, how to do your numerology, astrology, feng shui, it's all in there. Um, but written with no bias. And I think the more and more books I was reading as I was trying to explore spirituality were really kind of bossy. And I don't know about you, but I hate being told what to do. And I hate the idea of hierarchy and people in charge or people who know more. Um, and I just really wanted to write a book that cut out the BS and that was just, this is for you. Take what you want. Leave the rest. There are no rules. There are no right or wrong. You're going to vibe with some stuff. You're going to hate some stuff. You're going to raise your eyebrows at, the, at some stuff, and that's cool. Um, and, you know, minus the preach. Um, so, yeah. I think and I, you I, really have achieved that. Like, And I, I mean that very you. genuinely because I'm exactly that kind of soul searcher that you talk about. Like I don't do everything that you uh, list in your book. But there's certain parts that I was immediately drawn to. And I know you put that in your introduction, like some parts of this book may resonate more with you than others. Like I'm not much of a body girl, I have to admit. I turned straight to the back and was like, oh, I'm all about the vibrant spirit. I want to know all about vibrant spirits and awakened minds and the body, yeah. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I love your honesty too, babe. That's so cool because I'm not about all of it either. Like when I was writing it, writing it, I knew that I had to put stuff in there for different types of soul searches, and I'm very much like just a crystal and meditation type girl. So I wanted to yeah. ask you that actually, because obviously having written the soul searches handbook and being a spiritual new age girl, what are your favorite? rituals or parts of spirituality like what are the things that you need in your days yeah I mean that changes depending on the day and my mood and my hormones <laughs> um <laughs> I'm a human a female <laughs> after all um but I I don't know why and I can't explain it and I didn't really realize until my editor said to me when she was editing the book she's like you you favor crystals and I was like no I don't and she's like you <laughs> You do. And I'm like, that's so interesting because I didn't, I didn't think I, I did. And now I realize that I definitely do. You definitely um, do. Yeah. And I think, I don't know, um, and I still don't know how much of a, of a placebo effect that is for me, but I feel better when I know that I've got them. You know, like today I have an event later on tonight. I'm meeting a woman who doesn't vibe with me and I don't know why I just want everyone to love me and she doesn't and I have to get over that so I am loaded up this boob at the moment with crystals I've got like onyx obsidian clear quartz it's like my good vibe shield boob I love color. that I, I saw that on your website Emma that you like tuck crystals into your bra you find is the best place to hold them yeah keeps them close to you and it protects the important, important stuff, but it's, yeah, it's annoying when you forget and you're in the shower and my <laughs> poor partner just hears these crystals dropping. Yeah. I've chipped the shower, the bathtub. <laughs> That's brilliant. Cons. <laughs> in terms of, um, probably tracking back a little bit, how would you define spirituality? If you had to try and explain that word, what does yeah. that mean to you? Do you know, it's so interesting because I just had this conversation with, um, what I would call the powers that be of the writing realm um, in terms of spirituality. And they tried to tell me that to, in order for me, for example, to, to enter certain categories of writing prizes and scholarships and awards, I had to be a certain label within spirituality. So I had to subscribe to one religion, um, right, right, which I found really interesting. 
And I think because it's just a change in generation, you know, I... So were they really trying to pin you down to a religion as opposed to even just spiritual as a label in and of itself? Yeah, they they told me. And and sure enough, I haven't qualified. Um, You know, and it's funny because it's a group of older gentlemen from a different era. And I I totally respect that. Um, And I understand that things are changing. And so if you had to ask me what the definition of spirituality is today. That's exactly where I would be asking. Yep. The new age spirituality. Yep. I would say anything that helps you live well. And I think that's the whole idea about spirituality is that it's helped meant to help you fuel. I mean, the buzzword holistic, but, but you know, like a whole, a whole approach to life in terms of how you eat and breathe and sleep and think and feel. And if your life has purpose and meaning and direction, you know, and um, yeah, I know that people think that self-help books and spiritual mind, body, green, mind, body, soul, um, new age self-development books, uh, uh, flooding the bookshelves, but they're all one and the same, you know, and they've all just got different hidden meanings. I love that they're all written with different titles by different people in different ways because they're always going to vibe with different people. And I think it's a really powerful time to be working in this space, whether you're thinking of writing or starting events or, or building a platform or starting a business, because there is so much needed. And so much to go around. And, um, you know, I had one girl approach me and she was really gutted because she said, I I wanted to write the book that you've already written. And I was like, no, babe, write it, write it, write it, because you are going to write it in your voice, in your way. It's going to, you know, hit a completely different audience. And it's so important that you do, you do that. And I think for, for me, what I found, especially when I was trying to get started, was the resistance between people that were willing to help lend a hand to pull me up a ladder and the people that had their foot on my face. Oh, right? You know, and there's a very, you feel the vibe instantly. Oh. And I think if there's anything um, I found is that if you lend a hand to as many people as you can, to lift as many people up, um, they're just going to have your back and your back and vice versa. And I think, so one thing I've learned, you get more, you benefit more, call it karma, call it whatever, but, um, yeah, help each other and don't be, and you know, I'm, I'm human and there's been times where I've definitely been jealous or threatened or had to really check in like with what's going on here for me. Um, that's all part of our, our growth and our development. It's good. We should be scared sometimes. Um, but yeah, really check in and, and get over it and actually do the opposite of what you think yeah, you initially think. Cause I think, um, that's been really transformative for me as, um, as someone that still very much considers myself a novice and amateur lucky. You, you have know, an I- amazing book <laughs> and I wouldn't just put that down to luck, Emma. Um, no, you're incredibly talented and I think you're doing the exact work that you are meant to be doing. I don't think there's any doubt about that when people start reading your work. I know that's it's really sweet. Me. So, in terms of, you've touched on a little bit, if we can go back to your um, love life and how you were heartbroken, which is what sort mm-hmm. of sent you overseas looking for yourself. You talked also a little bit about, um, in your book, some of my favorite stories around the messages that you received from the universe, oh, if you like, yeah. that you needed to get out of certain situations and things. Can you just go into that a little bit and tell us some of the favorite 
nudges you've had from the universe and how they've shown up in your life. Yeah, it's so funny. I sent this meme um, yesterday, I think, to um, one of my editors and it was like Robert Downey Jr. rolling his eyes and it's like my spirit guides when I don't get the message for the 987th time. <laughs> That's too brilliant. You know, you know they're rolling their eyes. It's perfect. Yeah, they must just have this love-hate relationship with me eh? because I hear things that I'm like, it's a sign and it's probably just a bird's just happened to poo on me. Um and then I probably walk past 20 flashing signs to say, detour, abort, abort the mission. Um, yeah, so I get signs all the time and all of us do. And I think it's just a matter of whether we want to notice them or not. Um, whether it's repeating numbers, um, you could be filling up um, petrol or gas in your car and it could clock in at a certain number. You might be at a certain number aisle checkout. It might be the time. It might be 11 past 11 or 5.55. I certainly get the repeating number thing. And that was one of the things I did really appreciate about your book, actually. So I was having a day where I think I'd seen triple twos around all day. Ooh, and, um, and I came straight back to your book because I knew it was in the handbook. And I could just turn to the page and I was like, oh my gosh, that is exactly the message I needed. I felt like I'd actually been hit over the head by your book and been like, wake up, sweet child. This is what yeah. I needed to read today. And so um, that was really cool. So do you do you Love see numbers it. and read the number things? Definitely. I woke up this morning, I rode over, I looked at my clock and it was 5.55. I was like, okay, I'm going to have to look at the handbook at that later. I mean, I'm not an encyclopedia. I don't keep it all up here. Um, but yeah, and I also hear songs. I was going to say another strong thing that came through for your book, and I'm just going to like launch into my own little personal story here. Do it. I love after it. reading your book, um, and actually hearing the story about your mum and when she was passing away, obviously then there was the words, I'll let you talk about that. But my dad also passed away five years ago. Okay. And, um, Recently, I just got into Spotify and my wonderful best friend bought me like a little player so I can play my music. And I put a, a new song on one of my playlists and um, I just saw the title and was like, perfect, that's the song I want. Never even listened to it. And then randomly it came up and played in my, my mix. And halfway through the song, it remixes with one of my dad's favorite songs. And it's like a really old song. I'm sure you probably not that um what a wonderful world song oh. and so it started remixing and it caught me so off guard because here I'd put this random song on that was not that song did not have it in the title and having recently read your book I just immediately burst into tears and was like this is my dad this is yeah. absolutely my dad speaking through music to me and I know you had a similar situation with your mum that you talk about in the book so I don't know if I would yeah. have been as aware of it had I not just read your book so I felt like that was a real blessing yeah that makes me want to cry because it's so cool like that you get to connect yeah with him again. and I did I felt that I felt a real level of connection perhaps more than I have in the last five years since he passed away I think that was my closest moment of being like wow he's absolutely here with me which yeah. was amazing man yeah. Goosebumps. Oh, yay. Wow. I well, love your that. story about your mum, and yeah. I'm sorry that you lost wow. your mum, really oh. got to me as well. But would you mind sharing that story? Can oh, you manage no, of to? course. Gosh, yes, of course. Um, so my mother, so I was a horrible teenager. Um, my mother got diagnosed with terminal cancer, and it was um, a real ejector seat in terms of 
be fast lane to spirituality because, um, you know, we started exploring and talking about things that you're not really confronted with in life about death and what happens and reincarnation and our beliefs and healing and Reiki and, and you reach out so much wider, um, for so much meaning and, and understanding in life than you would when you're just going about your nine to five, eat dinner, watch some TV day. Um, and isn't like, even though it's been traumatic for both of us, what, haven't you just expanded? Like, isn't it just something that it's certainly, yeah. I think, losing a parent um, forces you to grow in, in a lot of ways. Like, I, there really is blessings in it, as, as awful as that sounds. But in terms of my own growth, I've certainly grown. Yeah, I totally relate to what you say. And I say that all the time, too. And I know people sometimes cringe, but it's weird. And it's all part of our journey. It's all part of our path. We weren't meant to have the father figure or the mother figure around, you know. We're, all the way through. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, so I um, started exploring all these different things and, you know, having conversations with mum, like, are you going to haunt me when I do naughty stuff? And, you know, <laughs> um, yeah, and the, the final day that she passed away, um, it was weird. There was a really weird mood and you could tell that she was scared. Um, she'd been getting taps on her shoulders um, that she'd been telling me about. And, you know, when she took her last breath, she looked over her shoulder and Someone was there to get her. Yeah. Oh my, was, my, I have tingles all over my entire body, Emma. Yeah. And I found that comforting, you know, and it was interesting seeing how everyone else was handling, you know, there, there was a scientific auntie that was giving us a, a commentary on her pupils dilating and, you know, like it was very intense. My dad had just lost it. It was just one of those zoom out moments. We, I didn't feel like the child in the room. I was very much the anchor point. It was, it was really interesting. Anyway, so she passed and everyone left the room to go have a cup of tea and a ginger nut or whatever families do. Um, and I felt really uneasy about leaving her. I didn't feel, I felt like she was still around. Um, and abandonment wise, I didn't want to do that to her. Um, and so, yeah, I sat there and early in the morning, and she'd, she'd lost her ability to talk, so she was on quite a bit of morphine and stubborn, committed, focused, I would say. She wasn't willing to close her eyes and tap Aww. out. She was like, I am not I am not, not ready. Chicken out. Thank you very much. <laughs> not ready to go. And um, we'd had a moment where I'd said to her, you love me, eh, mum? You know, and it was such a silly – to this day, I, I regret it because I just thought, oh, Emma, that was you being needy and – of course she does. And to be fair, she girl could still speak with her eyes. And she looked at me like, what a stupid question. The mum glare. Um, and I laughed and I said, of course you do. Like, I'm so sorry. Um, so after she passed, I was sitting there and I was thinking about that. And I was reflecting on that's probably the last thing she needed. And, you know, I should have just known that. And you sometimes you just, yeah. And then the radio started playing more than words, um, which is song, like the lyrics in terms of like saying, I love you. is not the words I needed you to say. And it's more than words. Um, yeah. And it's so weird. And I, I'm like, yeah, I, when I hear that song, I hear it on days where I really need to hear it. I hear it on days when all of our families are together. It's weird. And it's like her calling card just to check in. I love and it. And to be like, yeah. And it's. That story. Yeah. 
touched me incredibly as I as I worked my way through the Soul Searchers handbook. I just thought that was such a beautiful um, demonstration of how the other side can speak through through other ways. You know, music being one. I just thought it was so gorgeous. So you still hear more than words. Still hear more than words. Yeah, definitely. She checks in. She checks in. I think that's so wonderful. And I've got tears in my eyes now knowing that both of our parents have, and I I definitely think my dad used the opportunity that I had just read the story about your mom to be like, I'm coming through. Like you can't ignore this sign. Like you said, you can't ignore this sign and I I couldn't ignore it. So, so thank you for that. No way. Thanks for sharing your story. That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. We've got all deep now. Yeah. So, (laughs) Um, I'm just going to take it totally like we're just going to move sideways now. So you talked a little bit about how crystal was your thing. And, um, I know you have a online course with mind, body, green, um, about crystals and you have another one that's just been released recently about dream interpretation. Is that right? I, I have. So this is one of those moments where you just pinch yourself. Um, so I'm sure any of you that are blogging or doing your thing and would probably love to write for mind, body, green, do it, submit your, your, your articles, one will get published. Um, and that's how I was lucky to start out. And then, um, yeah, I just found that they, they were particularly the mind, body, green community is obviously huge. Um, and they were like, these people are really curious about crystals. They found that their crystal content was popping and they didn't really have a pinup girl for that sort of stuff. Wonderful. Um, And comes Emma. Which I was just so like kept rubbing my eyes. Like, am I reading this email? Yes. Um, And so I've always been humbled at every single email that comes through. And I think I turn it around quickly. I make it a priority. I'm easy to work with. And I just want to keep pushing the fact that it's a, I'm grateful and that there's thousands of other women that would love this opportunity. And, and in that too, I, anything that I write, I try and promote other people's products or other women's books. And I definitely, I definitely do notice that you're certainly someone who lifts other women up and that comes through right through, um, all of your social pages and stuff. I see that frequently that you're definitely someone who's lifting others. And, and you mentioned that at the start, I'm going to put a link in the show note to both of your courses, um, on Mind Body Green, so that people can find them because they're really reasonably priced, right? They're like forty dollars yeah. each or something. Yeah, and they're always having sales. So, so it's- yeah, I was really impressed with how um, how reasonable they were. But I was hoping, being the crystal guru girl that you are, if you <laughs> could give us a quick rundown on a few of your favorite crystals and the properties, yeah. and um, what you typically find yourself advising, like clients most often to get and just a couple of a couple of crystals yeah you oh mentioned God, you've yeah. got a few I, in your bra today right so even go do run through all those right. ones let me go let me dig in here <laughs> I, mean, I wish you guys could all see this as Emma digs into her top <laughs> she wasn't lying so, they're definitely down her top got, I just got a black one out I've got citron I have a big clear quartz in here somewhere always be prepared ladies I think it's brilliant I don't want to I don't want to actually like give you, you a know, nipple view. I was going to say, no, you're doing a good job. And my bust is so small, Emma, that I don't think I could hide too many down there, right? I'm seriously, I wouldn't get many down my bra at all. I've got a sports bra and I'm about to go to the gym, so it's probably not a good look. Um, but yeah, anyway, so crystals, you can wear them, bracelets, rings, um, 
necklaces or just like me and get some beveled smooth stones don't get the rough hard ones because they that does turn nasty you, you mentioned that in your book too and that made me chuckle I think or in one of your videos oh, I learned the hard way um yeah and you can put them down your brow in your pocket in your purse wherever feels most comfortable um and there's a whole different type of variety and colors and shapes and sizes bigger isn't always better so don't That's be sucked really good in to know because I would have been sucked in by that. I really would have. Yeah. No, they're just more expensive. And they're definitely more pretty, but they'd serve the same purpose. Um, I would say, so I get emailed a lot with people asking me, what's the first crystal I should get? Um, and I would actually say you need to walk into a crystal store or even go online and just see what color crystal or crystal you're just drawn to. Um, and don't overthink it and just... It could be one that you've always probably thought is pretty. It could be one that an auntie might have had in her house and you just always used to play with it. Or it could just be because you like the color. Um, go to that and explore that because chances are vibrationally it will be what you need. Failing that, if you just want to try your hand at a crystal, I would recommend clear quartz as a great starting point. It's um, – basically auto tunes and cleanses itself so you don't need to do any upkeep with it um which is handy and it basically is an anti it flashes you it's like a detox for your energy um so it sounds like everyone could do with one of those right i I have one at, at work on my on my desk it's like a bad vibe shield um it just helps to clear the space um and keep things clean and clear that around your your space of wherever you are so whether you keep one on you or in your workspace or in your home um, if you have like a, a lounge where you've got lots of visitors or a workspace where you're inviting lots of clients in clear quartz is is definitely a really good one and yeah and then you have onyx and obsidian which are obviously the black stones which suck in the bad vibes which are a bit more like protection so they're quite good if you're dealing with a negative person or you you've got sick or unwell people coming into your space and yeah there's so many it's so much fun and um just have just have fun and explore it and, and I, I yeah. know your book goes into a lot of detail around a lot of how to look after your crystals in the soul searches handbook and how to cleanse them and the different areas so i would if people are interested in crystals your book has got a lot of information which i loved because it's Thank certainly you. still an area that i'm interested in but learning i would say yeah i i yeah i totally get that and that's the mind body green crystal course was fun it was the dream course was interesting. There's actually one more course about to launch. <gasps> oh, and exciting. And that's the good one. Oh, it's, okay. Um, well, everyone will need to keep posted. I won't force yeah. you to I won't force you to give us a sneak peek. They'll just have to check out. No, no, no. I'll tell you. Um, I'm I'm so excited. Um it's tarot. So oh, you're gonna learn exciting. You're gonna be able to learn how to do readings and be channel your intuition because everyone is intuitive. Um, you're going to learn all the different types of cards and the best cards for you. And yeah, it's a real, I'm like so excited about that. I will definitely put links to everything in the show notes (laughs) and on my website with the post associated with this, um, interview so that everybody else Mm -hmm. can find those, those courses if they're interested. Yay. Thanks. It's very cool. Okay. So as part of my interviews, Emma, I'm just doing like a little intermission, which is totally off the specific topic, but just so that um, our readers can, uh, sorry, listeners can get to, um, to know you a little bit better. So these questions are a little, they shouldn't be too hard to answer. They're just about you. 
Okay. So they're the quick fire ones. So are you a morning person or a night person, Emma? Morning. morning Definitely person? morning. Oh, I, I admire you. I'm so not. <laughs> I'm so, I, I can't. I have to write in the morning. If, if it gets past lunchtime, I'm just writing nonsense. Yeah. That is so morning. interesting. And what is currently sitting on your nightstand or bedside table? Okay. So right now I've got three candles and some crystals. Brilliant. So she is the crystal girl for sure. She has them even by her bed. What is your favorite self-care activity? Oh, meditation. Meditation. And you mentioned that was something you do frequently, right? Yeah. So I'm big on transcendental meditation. Um, I also big on just lying down (laughs) Um, when it's all too much. Um, I'm yeah, choking on my coffee. <laughs> <laughs> when my, I'm laughing because when my husband met me, Emma, I told him one of my hobbies was sleep. And he, uh, he told me he wasn't sure that was a hobby. So you're saying that, like, you, you just enjoy lying down, really. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so with you. You're a girl after my own heart. I love that you said that. Do you know, sleep is an art. It's like, should be treated as like an athletic sport. I'm really good at it. You know, I'm yeah. really good at sleeping. Well done. so do you meditate in the morning as well or is that a morning and evening thing for you or I do so transcendental meditation particularly is 20 minutes twice a day and so I get it smashed out in the morning go about my day and then hopefully wherever I can in the afternoon whether it's even just in a parked car in my parked car not in strangers parked cars I don't meditate in other people's cars um and just grab 20 minutes because yeah it's one of those things that you can't really do before you go to sleep because it wakes you up right um, and do you yeah. feel like meditation because meditation is something I feel really passionate about do you think it's been something that's been a big part of your growth yeah definitely and I think it's helped me tap into I mean I do all explore all different types of meditation I love meditating to like really over the top dramatic games of throne style music I like um, guided meditations angel meditations quiet meditations the meditations where you've got a yoga teacher standing over you and you've got cramp in your hip you know um, I I try them all Um, and I really I always get something out of it whether it's a raging internal block that I'm really angry that meditation is going on for so long and that person's breathing so loud and what the hell you know like I know that that's a release for me and something's going on there um or it's a creative idea that will come to me or I'll feel like a, a guide or a loved one will check in and whether I just feel like there's a presence there with me. I've had one the other day, which was so cool. And this is probably up there on the woo-woo scale. <laughs> um, I'm, but, I'm all for woo-woo. <laughs> Busted out. And I haven't told anyone this. Oh, tell so us your story, Emma. We would love I it. I feel like we've bonded with the deep and meaningful. And now oh, I'm just going to bear my soul. Um, Perfect. I had I'm glad I'm going to bear your soul. <laughs> I had really heavy shoulders. Really heavy shoulders. And so when I pulled my shoulders back, felt like I had these wings that were opening up. It was amazing. They were so heavy. And I felt like I could move them. It was weird. It was really weird. It was cool. I was, I was like, say, wow. That sounds like quite a cool experience. Yeah. But it was not something that I'd just rock up and tell Marion Finance about. But. <laughs> so Marion Finance, if you're listening, just ignore that bit. <laughs> I think it's brilliant. I think it's really cool. So moving on from meditation and angel wings and the like, your favorite book, I know you've written one, so I hope you, I hope you like your own. I do. 
what other books do you and do you have any other favorites that perhaps you didn't write I do I really um and I'm surprised I didn't know if I would like it but Oprah's book what I know for sure oh I love that book I have that book it's so good. I right? know a lot of people don't love Oprah, but I'm a big fan. And that book is so, there is so much wisdom in there and such Same. beautiful little snippets. It's amazing. And do you know what? I feel like the people that aren't vibing with Oprah, if they read that book, will vibe because she is so down to earth and real. And the way she writes is so connecting. And the way that it's short columns that have been, you know, so you can it's read one beautiful. and and get on with life. And yeah, there's something about that book that even one day I feel like if paths were to cross you, you wouldn't stutter and have a complete nervous stroke when trying to deal with her because you've, you feel like you know her a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I think that would be an excellent gift book as well, because it is, there's a beautiful hardcover and, and, um, and the short snippets I feel make it really approachable. I love that book too. Yeah. Okay, Emma, do you have a favorite mistake when you look back at your life? Do you have a favorite mistake or wrong turn, if you like? Girl, where do I start? (laughs) Like, honestly, I'm the queen of spiritual faux pas. I love that, spiritual faux pas. Oh, man. I'm, yeah, and I'm still making mistakes, like, every day. It's part of being human. I don't think any of us get away with uh, not making or feeling like we make mistakes at times. Yeah, I'm definitely not going to have a halo or start levitating any day soon. I am very much a human. Um, yeah, I would say um, my biggest mistake, particularly one that I'm learning this year, is learning my boundaries and protecting my energy. So, yes, as you mentioned before, I like to lift other women up, and that can sometimes be a bit of a burden because I hate the idea of letting people down. Which actually can be, yeah, yeah, exactly. I've been stabbing myself this whole time. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So I'm learning um, to one, be a better read of people um, and to be more giving with quality time rather than trying to help everybody. Um, And that's been important for me as well because I'm writing my next book. So I need to be cautious of actually I need to be, yeah, and, and all those readers that are going to read that book first. Um, so, yeah, I think that's definitely something I struggle with. And I'm a sensitive person. I get anxious and paranoid. The idea, like I mentioned before, if I have these crystals in my brow, like the idea of someone not liking me or not liking my work, um, not being accepted or not feeling like I belong um, is definitely a life lesson that's probably adoption and losing a parent that's something that I'm always going to struggle with so I just really have to protect my energy and watch it and observe it and be conscious of where I'm at and what I need and you know having a bath or a glass of wine or a lie down a meditation (laughs) (laughs) I don't Um, like that it was I'm still laughing Emma what is one thing in your day that you can't do without Ooh, writing, writing. It's, yeah, it's almost like a meditative channel. So it's a form of expression for you that your soul needs. Yeah, it really is. And I feel like, I always say it's like a soulgasm because it's that amazing feeling where you don't know whether you want to laugh or cry and you can't really work out what's happening. Um, (laughs) Because it, 
it really, I feel like I am lucky enough to almost be taken over like a Muppet, you know, like a puppet on a string when I write. Um, and it's always such a fun experience to see what comes out and I learn something when I write and I just can't explain it, but it's the most satisfying feeling in the world. Okay. And the final intermission question, which these have been fun. Um, how would you describe the soul, Emma, if you were trying to put into words? Ooh, that is such a good question. Do you know, know, I'm, that is so good, babe. Well done. I have never been asked that. And And I've had a lot of interviews. Searches handbook. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, all different cultures look at the soul differently. I mean, I think the Egyptians think that it's passed through by breath with kiss, um, that it's boundless, that it's reincarnated. Um, you know, for me, it's funny, actually, I said this to a girl the other day, a young girl, and she was like, YOLO. And I was like, yeah, until you're reincarnated. (laughs) Yeah. She looked at me like, what? And I think, the soul is eternal and, and I, I know everyone has different beliefs with that. And I think, you know, when we have deja vu or inklings or unexplained interests in countries or people, you know, when you meet someone and yeah, I think there's such a deeper understanding of what is carried in our soul than our mind and our heart and information that we can actually process that it's such an untapped resource so when I say eternal I mean it's been with us for longer than we will even understand and it's got things to teach us longer than we can even comprehend so I love that you know like yeah I just so good yeah all right I'm gonna start wrapping it up now so um and let you get on with your day and writing and all of those other wonderful things that you're doing So in terms of I sort of frame Here to Thrive, the podcast is quite a practical podcast and you've already given us heaps of really good ideas around the crystal stuff, which is awesome. Thank you that people can go and apply to their lives. Is there any other sort of soul searching activities or ideas that you could point us towards that we might be able to try at home? I would say things like Thrive, like the fact that you're here listening to this is a sign that you are in expansion mode. I would say keep expansion your eyes open. Mode. I like that, Emma. Expansion yeah, mode. It is. You're like learning and downloading and connecting. It's such a powerful phase to be in. Um, so keep clicking, keep connecting. The woman that you keep seeing pop up, you're meant to work with them or, or help them or just meet them, you know. So I would say the most practical thing I can teach you, and it's not really a tool or a um, how-to, it's actually just stay open um, and get out of your own way because I feel like um, either we're too busy and we don't notice or we try to rationalize why something's not a good idea or hold ourselves back, whether it be fear or fear of rejection or being creatively putting our neck out there. Um, You are good enough. Um, if you're having an idea in any shape or form, it's because you are meant to do it, um, in your voice, in your way. And I think just start, be open and start. They're the two biggest things. Yeah. Wow. I so enjoyed that conversation with Emma. I'm hope you did too. In the podcast, we mentioned Emma's courses with Mind Body Green, as well as her book, The Soul Searches Handbook. 
If you would like to know more about either of those, you can have a look in the show notes or jump over to my website to read the post that goes along with this podcast. And that would be www.thrive.how.how forward slash podcast nine. And that's the word podcast number nine. Emma and I, I'm sure we'll be friends moving forward. This was uh, so much fun and we connected on such a great level and a little bit cut off at the end, which you didn't hear, um, where we were joking that we must have been sisters or soul sisters in another life. I feel blessed that I had the opportunity to talk to her and I hope that her messages resonate with some of you. Thanks for listening to Here to Thrive. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd love if you could go into iTunes and subscribe and leave a review. I'll be back again next week with more tips on how to live a happier life. See you then.